Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! Lillard, he got the shot off! Lillard, down! Down! I mean, I like that, you know, like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome back to Coast to Coast, the basketball podcast. I'm Ian Fain, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noah Weber. Today's episode, we're going to continue our March Madness picks, um, just starting with the Sweet 16 that is waiting for us. That starts, what, today? I think tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, so our brackets, you know, have been more than busted this year. It's been an absolutely just wild March Madness, and I'm excited to see what we can see, and full of upsets, full of great stories. Um, So, welcome back, Ryan. Yeah, I'm back here again. Back again, y'all. Yeah. Back to make some good picks again. Uh, yeah. Where we you know we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick Oral Roberts to win the championship. Oral Roberts to the moon. To the moon. Nah, but well, I mean, at least we can just admit that off ramp that you know, our Oral Roberts. We didn't have faith in Tulsa. Yeah. You know, the nine one eight. Big nine one eight. Big nine one eight. Nine one eight bald. Oh yeah. But all right, so I think we're good to start now. Um, so our first game that we're going to talk about, we're starting the West region. We have Gonzaga and Creighton. Um, I honestly, I didn't think Creighton would would be this far. Uh, I mean, especially with their coaching stuff. But I mean, even Noah last episode was talking about how they would put that aside. And I mean, it's March and you play your best basketball in March. Um, but Creighton's playing great. Marcus, what is it? Zagorowski. 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 He is a bucket. I mean, he was shooting phenomenal from the three but it's Gonzaga it's the best team in the nation um their big three is absolutely insane um I'm gonna take Gonzaga here and for the first pick of the Sweet 16 yeah I'm gonna take the Zags as well honestly I think they've been playing really well um I mean you kind of look at them and they've had first the first two wins where they are like yeah can we play some competition please so Mm -hmm. Um, maybe they, they might get their first scare in this game, but they just look too dominant in my mm-hmm. opinion. I got Zags by a ten. I got Zags by ten against Creighton. Yeah, I got Zags by at least ten, maybe even fifteen. They're the best team by far in the tournament. Although Creighton has been playing really well, and I, my predictions have came through for them making the Sweet Sixteen, but also I predicted them to get out in the Sweet Sixteen because, in my opinion, no one's beaten the Zags. So give me the Zags by ten to fifteen. Yeah, but one thing that does scare me about Gonzaga is. Creighton shoots an insane amount of threes, um, and usually the teams that pull off the most upsets are the teams that can shoot. Um, so if Creighton's hot, um, be on the lookout for an upset. So moving on, we have the Pac-12 matchup. Before I start talking about this, I mean, the Pac-12 is the hottest conference right now. Yeah. I, I don't think we could argue with that. I mean, they have they lost a game yet? So yeah, they lost. They lost uh, in the, what's it called. The, it was their last. The last team that they lost was just like one of the last games of the round of thirty-two. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane. Their record is is great. Um, and I, I even tweeted. I said I think we all just kind of slept on the Pac-12 this year. Um, yeah, they but, lost. They lost Colorado, which was their first oh, one, yeah. and that was their highest seed too. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, by the way, Pac-12 has four teams mm-hmm. left. Every other conference has two or less. Yeah. I mean, our conference has only one. Our yeah. conference has only Baylor. Yeah. ACC still has two, by the way. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought the ACC would have two yeah. after how bad that's their year was? Big East has two. Big East has two. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you never thought about it that way when you mm-hmm. when you came into it. That, you know, Big Ten and Big 12 would not do as great, yeah. but Pac-12. And I also, I hate, I'm not an Oregon fan, but I hate seeing 
all the stuff going around. Oh, they had a cakewalk. They got a free win. I mean, they went out and absolutely destroyed Iowa, which was a two seed. Like, they weren't supposed to win that game, but they destroyed them. I agree. I mean, people were complaining that whatever, there wasn't a replacement team, but they came out and destroyed. I mean, 15-point win. Over, I mean, Luca Garza, what, had like 35, 36? Yeah. Destroyed I mean, them. Whenever Iowa, I mean, Luca had like 35 points, 35-plus points, and you still win by double digits. That's crazy. Like It is. Oregon Oregon just showed that they're, they're supposed to be here, and so did every Pac-12 team. I mean, every Pac-12 team got hot at the right time. Um, I agree. I yeah. think I think honestly with that though, we all would have wanted to see another team. I mean, everyone wants to go watch another game. Not we are not going against. Let, let's be clear, we're not going against the fact that we didn't think there should be another team to replace them. Yeah, we all had that conversation. We said, why didn't one of those teams that you know was sitting out waiting to you know to play? Like, why yeah. didn't they? Why didn't they play in that game? But honestly, you know, I, I, that's crazy. That Oregon won that game, but yeah. it would have been kind of cool. What if the battle of the big men, which Evan Mobley and uh, Luca Garza, that would have been a crazy ass. For sure. Well, even like I don't understand why those those teams that were waiting why didn't they didn't play? I mean, it was a ten seed that opened up. Like all of those teams that were the first four out could be a ten seed. Yeah, 11, 11, 10 seed. Eleven, yeah. ten. I mean, there's really not are. big of a difference. Yeah. And that's that's so weird because why have the replacement teams if you're not going to use them? Yeah, that makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but you know, moving on, we have USC and Oregon Pac-12 matchup. Um, I'm gonna take USC here. They played outstanding against KU. Uh, the Mobley brothers were insane. Isaiah actually outshined his brother Evan Mobley. Um, Isaiah played great, um, but Evan Mobley obviously is the dominant force down low. Um, and they're also the Trojans. They only have one player shooting over seventy percent from the free throw line. Last game, they shot better from three than they did from the free throw line against KU. And that's crazy. That's that's something that scares me about this USC team. But you saw what they can do whenever they were shooting the, the three just insanely well. So I'm going to take USC here. I'm going to go USC as well. I love the Moby brothers. I think they're insane. Um, I also think uh, Peterson is his last name. Peterson. Uh, he was a bucket as well. Mm, yeah. Um, I I genuinely think that they have a good overall team and no no disrespect to this Oregon team. This Oregon team is strong and if oh, they yeah. and if they won, I would not be surprised. I mean, it could go either way here, but in all reality, it's it's going to be a fun Pac-12 matchup and I'm glad to see, you know, I'm sad to see one of them go, but I'm glad that, you know, um, we're going to get to see a cool Pac-12 matchup in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm ta- I'm actually going to take the contrary. I'm taking Oregon. I mean, Ian, like you brought up, just that free throw shooting, I'm looking at it right now, just 10 of 17, 58% as a team. Mm -hmm. That is not good. And especially that we've talked about so many times, just that free throw shooting is so, so crucial for the tournament. But at the same time, they beat Kansas by 34 points, shooting that bad from the free throw line. But I'm taking Oregon. They shot 44% from three in their last game and they shot 73% from this foul stripe. I mean, it was only they only shot 11 free throws, but they made 8 of them and I mean 44% from 3. If they can keep shooting that high of a clip, I'm going to take Oregon in this one. Yeah, and I mean, you can't sleep on Chris Duarte either. I mean, we'll see him playing the NBA for quite some time. Uh, he's a good prospect. Um it should be it, this would be a good game. I'm really excited to see this game. It is going to be a good game. And I mean, like you said about free throw shooting, that does scare me. I mean, we literally OSU I'm talking as we um, we lost because we can't shoot free throws. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that was one of the main reasons. Also because Oregon State just didn't seem to miss like at all. But yeah, I mean that was just very very disappointing. Just 
shooting so poorly from the free throw line. So we're going to move down to the east where we have a one versus four matchup in Michigan and Florida State. I'm taking Michigan. Um, I actually was kind of low on this team going into the tournament just because they were playing without livers. But after watching them play the first two rounds, um, I know they didn't really play anyone, but I mean, we all thought that LSU was going to make this sort of a game, but Michigan went out and just kind of destroyed them. I mean, Dickinson had a quiet game, but that's their second best player. He had a quiet game, and they still won by double digits. Um, I think this Michigan team can make a deep run after what I've seen so far. No, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely agree with you on this, and I'm gonna ask y'all: Do y'all think Livers is coming back? I mean, here's here's the thing: They make the Final Four. That gives it them and that gives Livers another week to heal up. Does he suit up for one of his last college games? I mean, I'd I'd see I'd see both both ways um if he does want to come back he can come back obviously but i don't know if he wants to risk another like injury or something like that because i mean he is going to the nba yeah draft stock and all that right yeah so i don't i don't know if he's gonna risk all that stuff just to come back but you know it is national championship final four best I mean, only get to do that, you know, how many, I mean, you don't get to, you have four years, and most guys like that don't even stay, you know, nearly even close to that, so. Yeah, and plus, how hard it is to make to the Final Four, like, yeah, yeah, I, if it were me, I would definitely go and play in the Final Four, and, I mean, as good as Livers is, like, if this Michigan team gets him back, I mean, I don't think anyone can stop him. I mean, it would be... I, I don't know. I like Denver's, that. I like the Zaga team. I mean, Gonzaga versus Michigan, that would be a great matchup. For a Final Four? Yes. Yeah. I that would be that. a great Final Four matchup. Especially if Livers comes back? Yeah. 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 No, really 100%. So, yeah. Ian, you did not bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. A lot is at stake for you and I for this game. I know. We had a couple bets going on before March Madness started. None with money, of course, but one of them involved us and our good friend Ella Bingle so if OSU did not make the Sweet 16 and Michigan made the Elite 8 Ian Ian and I have to stand on the corner of Perkins and hold the sign that says Michigan's better than OSU. Wait, no, that was that Wait, was if, that no. was if Michigan wins the national championship. Oh, no, 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 we, no, no. What was the one? That, oh, the servant one. We have oh, to be either. We have to oh, be our uh, servant. Yeah, 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 yeah. on that. We have yeah. to be Ella's servant for the weekend. Oh. Ian's gonna dress up in his suit. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot that's, is at stake. That's crazy. A lot no. is at stake. We might have to be her personal servant for the weekend oh, yeah. if Michigan wins this one, but. Ian, I think we're gonna be servants for a weekend because I, I got Michigan. I think I've got Michigan taking. I this got one Michigan. For sure. yeah. I mean, it's oh, gosh. I, I, but I will say, Florida State. I I love how they've been playing well too. Um, an ACC team that you know I had faith in. I thought they were gonna you know go to at least this week sixteen myself, but I don't know. They've they, they've they've proved their worth to me, and they proved that they're not an ACC team to mess around with. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean. It says here on ESPN, the Seminoles have one of the best offenses in college basketball with five players averaging at least one three-pointer per game. That's that's insane right there. Um, and obviously, you know, you had the big man down low. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, no. I don't know if I remember his name either. We've got to look it up. I'll look it up yeah, real quick. Yeah, we'll look it up. Um, no. He was uh, on... Yeah, no. IMG, right? Oh, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, Scotty not, Barnes. Not IMG. But no, it's on the Montverde team. team. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, big man down low. And this Florida State team dominated through the ACC. I mean, they had six losses, but, I mean, you can't 
can't blame them. Whenever they beat Virginia by 21, they beat North Carolina twice, beat Georgia Tech, beat Clemson, beat Louisville by 13, and beat Florida by 12. Like, those are all good wins. No, 100%. All those teams are in the tournament. I mean, Louisville was one of the first ones out, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all those are, are good teams. I don't know what their six losses are, but this team can be scary. I just think that Dickinson can shut down. Yeah. No, I think that's I think it's the end of the day. I yeah. mean, Dickinson's going to play well. And yeah. they, they still got shooters. That's... Yeah. I mean, Wagner played great. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. All right. So, moving on, we got UCLA versus Alabama. I've actually read a stat that – and I think it was seven out of the last eight March Madness tournaments. A team from the 11 seed playing games has made it to the Sweet 16 seven out of the or eight times. The past That's eight crazy. Years. Yeah. Well, you, I, I tell, try to tell you all that stuff. The fact that a Sweet 16 has not had not it has had a 10 seed in it for like so many years mm-hmm. or a 10 plus seed in it. Like, I mean, this year's super different we got one Wait. two three four above ten yeah that are in the yeah, 15 seed the 15 only happened twice shout out florida gulf coast oh yeah i forgot about that what are they 2015 right something like that 2016 took down yeah. georgetown auto porters georgetown yeah we'll talk about this ucla alabama game um i actually really really like how ucla plays i really do um what's tiger um at the point guard position He's one of the best facilitators I've seen so far in this March Madness. I mean, he he literally can bring the ball up. He slows the pace down. He like he plays like um, ice likely, but can actually finish and shoot. <laughs> we talk about J Cole, J Cole, J Cole. Yeah, J Cole. J Cole. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. And then who their um, leading scorer? I can't remember his name though. Um, Oh, it's gonna it's gonna bother me, um, but he's he's playing great. Uh, but at the end of the day, Alabama is one of the best teams in the nation. Um, you know, Javon Quinterly is playing great. Jelly JQ uh, double think, double last game. Yeah, he had a double double. He's I mean, and he won SEC player or SEC tournament player um, of the tournament or whatever. I totally botched that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got Herbert Jones, and then they had the SEC Coach of the Year. I'm taking Alabama here. Um, I just think they're they will outmatch UCLA. Uh, although I really I don't like sleeping on these Pac-12 teams anymore. No, I mean, you, I, you really we, can't. I think I slept on every single one um, for our first two rounds, and my bracket is horrible because yeah. of that. No. I mean, I thought Oregon State was going <laughs> to lose first round. I thought. USC was losing to to Drake, but that didn't happen. Um, so, but right now, I think I'm gonna take Alabama, and I'm gonna stick with it for now. You know, Jay Quinn's. You know, he's shooting for three. What is he shooting for three? He's shooting forty. Uh, he's just, no, hold on. He's shooting. I just I went away from him. He's shooting forty four percent from three. Really? Yeah, and he's got a forty eight percent field goal percent. The, the kid's tough. I mean, they got they got Alabama's got four guys that are sh- that are all averaging above ten points per game. Which I mean, as a school, as we go to a school that has you know one guy that runs the show kind of thing, and mm-hmm. one guy that you know scores nineteen twenty points a game. Yeah. I mean, when you see when you see a team that has four guys all in the like twelve points per game. Yeah. I mean that looks good. That looks really good, and that's how you win games. Because if one guy you know struggles one game, you have three other guys to take over. 
Okay, the, the two players I was talking about were Tiger Campbell and Johnny Juzang. Yeah. Johnny Juzang is really good, and I've really liked what I've seen, and it seems like he just can't miss. Uh, same with, what is it, um, the Yam uh, Jacquez or something like uh, that? Yeah, uh, uh, I can look at it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's really good, too. Um, I mean, all, all of those players. I mean, UCLA is definitely not a, a team to sleep on after what I've seen so far. I mean, in their overtime win over Michigan State, that was a good win. Um, but, I mean, I'm I'm sticking with Alabama here. Let's see. I'm a Schroeder. Did you already pick Bama? I picked Bama also because, by the way, UCLA has played an extra game. This is their. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be their what? I think the fourth game that they have to play now. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot. A they lot, got of, a lot of games. Yeah, I'm gonna take Bama too. I mean, JQ with 14 and 11, and then Shackelford and Petty both with 20 plus. That's yeah. just it's so important for balance. I feel like also in the when it comes to NBA basketball, you need. And the, when it comes to the playoffs, in my opinion, just having that one superstar yeah. is is the most important thing. But balance is also really important too. But for college basketball and March Madness, I'm gonna flip it. I'm gonna say that having that having that balance is more important than having that one superstar. Because I mean, if you look at the NBA, I mean, LeBron can take a team to the finals every year. But I mean, oh, yeah. in um in March Madness, I mean, you need you need a balanced team. You need other guys than just one. They can go ball out because I mean you saw with Oklahoma State they had Cade, and I mean they had they had a couple other good to great play. I think Avery is on the verge of Avery, being great. great. I, I yeah. agree. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. But if you kind of look at the rest of their team, they kind of struggled in that game and just did not go the way that they wanted it to. And the refs kind of controlled that game, not to get off track. But yeah, give me give me Bama in this one. Yeah, yeah. So I mean we're gonna go back to the the South Side. Um, we got Baylor Villanova here. Baylor is a team that does not miss. We saw them struggle um, in the round of 32, and then out of nowhere just got a double-digit lead. I mean, it was literally out of nowhere. It was it was really fun to watch, though. Um, I like this Bama team. I'm going to take them over Nova, uh, Jared Butler, um, Davion Mitchell, and I love seeing all the NBA players saying, how does Donovan Mitchell play on Baylor, like all this stuff. I think it's so funny. I love whenever, you know, these, you know, the players that a lot of these um, college players are, like, looking up to, like Dame and all that stuff. I love how whenever they go and they're actually tuning in and seeing these young guys play. It's really fun to watch, and it's fun to see their reactions, especially whenever a player like Davion Mitchell is just absolutely balling. I mean, he was playing lights out on both ends of the floor. So I really like Baylor, um, so I'm going to take them here. I don't know if y'all have seen those videos on uh, on even on TikTok or if you just see them in general, but they have videos of lockdown videos of Davion. I mean, he is such a good defi- uh, defender. Yeah. Like, it is insane. And for him to play that well on offense, too, he's both sides of the ball. I mm-hmm. honestly, I'll say JB is insane. Like, you know, and yeah. he's probably, he, and for, throughout this entire year, he's probably the best player on that team. But my goodness gracious, I love how he, how Davion plays both sides of the ball. Oh, yeah. And, you know, honestly, if you want to, if you're talking about a whole team, a team that you know is good as a whole, there's not one better than that. I think Zag Zags have got a full team as well, but I, I just these they're the best duo in college basketball, in my opinion. I mean, we knew for a long time that Baylor and Gonzaga were the two best teams. Yeah, and I really, really hope that they can meet in the national championship. I mean, we all thought that Illinois was going to be this team that to not really surprise, but get hot at the right time. But it seemed like they got hot 
at the wrong time, like right before the yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I liked Illinois more than Baylor. That's why I had them winning it all um, in my bracket. Um, but I mean, now it makes sense. Gonzaga and Baylor were top two for basically the entire year. So, um, yeah, I really liked this Baylor team. No, I, really I, do. I do too. And obviously, we're not not trying to be Big Twelve bias, but we have seen this team in person, and yeah. we know how good they are. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Baylor coming in, they have so much balance. And I'm going to say that Davion Mitchell, I mean, Donovan Mitchell both wear the same number. Oh, yeah. Both kind of smaller guards. And I think Davion Mitchell is the type of player that can dominate at the next level. Kind of a, similar to Marcus Smart, just mm-hmm. grinds out, plays excellent defense, exceptional shooter from downtown, shooting 52% from the field as a guard. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I think that Butler and Mitchell both are both going to be stars at the next level. I mean, guys off the bench, Flagler, Matthew Meyer, I mean, they're stacked. They're oh, stacked. Yeah. I think Baylor, Baylor's going to go to the natty in my opinion. So give, give me Baylor in this one. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the 918 boys. The 918. ORU versus Arkansas. Um, I hate going against ORU, but I'm going to stick to it. I'm just I want Arkansas. I don't want Arkansas, but I'm picking Arkansas yeah, here. Yeah, don't say that. You don't yeah. want Arkansas. No you, way. No, we want Oral Roberts. And one thing that I don't think people know or really realize is ORU already played Arkansas this year. Yeah. They lost by 11. So I mean, maybe they'll play with the chip on their shoulder. Who knows? Um, Max Aismas is playing like no other right now. Oh, no. And yeah. For all these, I think he's playing with the chip on his shoulder, like I said. I mean, he was playing against um, Ohio State, played great. Who did they play second round? Oh, uh, are you? Yeah. Who did they just beat? Yeah. Florida. Florida, that's what it was. Trey Mann? Yeah. But, I mean, my dad was even saying, he was like, how did Max Aismas get out of state? He was in Texas, and he got out of state. And, I mean, for him to be in the Sweet 16 is, is great. I love his story. I love just seeing how, you know, these small guards are coming in their own, especially from the Summit League Conference. Like, come on. Like, it's it's great to see, especially from being from Tulsa. I like to see whenever these teams, you know, can thrive. Um, I, I mean, I've grown up going to ORU games. It's, they're fun. Um, but I'm taking Arkansas here. Moses Moody is too too much to handle. And plus, I mean, you have Dirk. <laughs> Dirk. You have I, Dirk. I hated to see Dirk not get any PT last game. I He's know. the GOAT. But, Schroeder, I wanted to bring this up before you give your prediction. Midcourt Max went to Jesuit in Dallas. So I was actually just about to bring that up, by the way. Yeah. So um, for those of y'all that don't know, me and Noah both are uh, working like the high school basketball recruiting in uh, the DFW area. And we work for a site called Prep Poops. But we obviously are in the mix with all the media people and we know um that they've been around a little bit longer than us uh, some of them have and they and they know like about those guys so what i've been seeing on twitter is these scouts from the dfw area going yeah this guy is like was not the like he's not the same player like yeah. they overlooked him in high school because honestly he wasn't that type of player they said there's not a lot of guys that get better at the next level you know yeah. what i'm saying like there's not a lot of guys that just outperform their competition after high school. Mm-hmm. So, 
in my opinion, I think I think that like most of these guys, you know, most of these scouts were thinking to themselves, no one had this coming. No one predicted. Yeah. I mean, midcourt Max was going to be, you know, this good, right? Yeah. But I, you love to see it. You love yeah. to see that kind of story. Obviously. I mean, but I, but if I'm being completely honest, I don't know how you could go against like you know the fact that they're 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 playing so well. I yeah. mean, I, I I just, in all honesty, I, I do think that Texas Tech is a great team. And Arkansas beating Texas Tech is quite literally, you know, super impressive to me. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I, I got to do it as in like the just the thought is in the world. The thought is in the world that Oral Roberts could beat Arkansas. Yeah. It's a uh, what's what's it called? Uh, uh, you put it out there and like so that it eventually. A, a hot take? No, but like manifesting. a manifest. Oh, you're manifesting. I'm it. manifesting Oral Roberts beating Arkansas. Okay, yeah. so Schroeder showing love to the 918 and. This one is so hard for me just because ORU, they can shoot the three. they excellent at free throws. They can do everything shooting. I mean, they shot 83% from the line. Midcourt max was 12 of 12. I mean, they're going to give Arkansas a run for their money because that game between Tech and Arkansas would have gone to overtime if Kyler Edwards didn't smoke a layup. I know, yeah. Schroeder, you were not happy about that. You had some little something on the game, maybe some, maybe some bets with some other people. But, yeah, that was that when Kyler missed that layup – um, I was really surprised because I mean I had Tech, I had Tech winning this game, and then I I'm pretty sure I might have I had them going on to the next round too. I had mm-hmm. I had Tech in my Elite Eight, but anyways, this is so tough for me. I'm taking I'm taking Dirk and the boys. Yeah, you I have got, you have to take Arkansas. Got, I got, I have to take. I know y'all have, I know y'all are thinking that, but it's I really, Oral Roberts. I really really hope Oral Roberts, but. Shout out Professor Freeman. He just waved into the studio. Oh, one shout of the, out. One of the best professors <laughs> I've ever had. He's he's so great, and he he's so great for his students. I believe he's the head of the journalism department here at Oklahoma State. But Dirk and the boys, I, I this game is going to be close. I think it will, too. It's going to be close. And, and it's ORU be, doesn't back down, either. No. They don't back down. No. I love no. I love seeing no. it, too. Hey, no. Straight out the 918. Yeah. It's going to be a great game, that one. But give me give me ARC. Got to take ARC. All right. In the Midwest, we have Sista Jean versus one of the hottest teams, I think, in the nation in Oregon State. Uh, they win the Pac-12 tournament, and they haven't lost since. Um, I want I want Sister Jean here solely because of her prayer. If you – if uh, – I'm not trying to get religious here, but, I mean, it was just – it was crazy seeing that – she prayed that they shot, they shoot under thirty percent, and they shoot under thirty percent. And this Illinois team is good; they could shoot. But I mean, obviously, Cameron Crutwig is is a beast. I love I love hearing the story about how he carries a harmonica with him everywhere. I mean, that's just such like such like an old timey move. And I love seeing it. I love the way he plays. He plays with like. He plays a heart too. I mean, after he got that steal from Io late, I mean, he was hype. He was very hyped. He, he was, was hyped. He was beyond hyped, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I really like the energy that Loyal Chicago has um, going into it, and I think a lot of people are cheering for him too, just because. I mean, we all love Sister Jean. Um, I mean, I, I just think that it's such just like a, a nice and like, loyal, just kind of, kind of move for yeah. her to be you, there. You think it's a 
Loyola move. That was horrible. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. That was so bad. Uh, no, I bro. Okay, here's what I'll say though. Loyola Chicago. I, I I love I love the whole culture behind it. I mean, you look at this Midwest. We'll get to Syracuse and Houston in a second, but three. Three out of the four teams are eight and below. That's 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 that's, that's, that's like crazy. How does that even it's, happen? Yeah. How does that even happen? How do you let a one, a three, a four, a five, a six, a six seven? Like they're all not there. Yeah. They're all not there. And I think that's I think that's crazy. Um, but yeah, Oregon State is a very hot team. Don't get me wrong. I I honestly believe that they're one of the best teams. I mean, they beat us. Um, whichever way you have it. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, give me Lyle Chicago. I and really, I really like that. I also don't think Oregon State's gonna shoot like that again. Also, I also don't think that. I mean, they are good free throw shooters, but, good, but 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 here's the thing: I'll say they're never gonna get 56 free throws and I mean 56 uh, fouls called in a game ever again in their life. But one thing that I do like is that Loyal Chicago forces turnovers. They're one of the best defenses, and I said that last last episode. Yeah. They are one of the best defenses in the nation, and I think they're gonna give. Oregon State's two guards like problems. Ethan Thompson's good, um, but I mean, we thought Io was one of the best point guards in the nation. But then he goes and has what? How many turnovers did he have? It was uh, double digits, right? He had, he had six turnovers. Six? Yeah. Six turnovers. I think as a team they had, they had multiple. I mean, it's all about heart. I think yeah. those Loyola Chicago guys have heart. Yeah. I think that's I think that's why they play tough defense and why they go so hard. Absolutely. Yeah, they do play with a ton of heart. And yeah, Iowa in that game, nine points. He had more turnovers than made shots. So that's that's a really tough game. And Loyola Chicago, they one thing that they do that I'll say defensively that makes them so good. They play together. I mean, yeah, Kofi Kofi had twenty one, but if you were watching that game, in my opinion, it didn't seem like twenty one. I feel like some of those came late in the game and they would send in double and triple teams and just rattle him and play just really solid solid defensively as a team and they're they're dangerous they're yeah. dangerous but i'm so tempted to take oregon state in this one just i am too they're they're a really good free throw shooting team and they play hard they're solid offensively they have good guard play but I gotta take Sister Jean. Sister Jean is going. Sister Jean, the deadliest duo in in the nation, is Sister Jean and Jesus for these Loyola <laughs> Chicago Ramblers. Sister Jean to the moon, y'all. Sister, yeah. Sister Jean, Jean to, to the moon. moon. So oh, I'm yeah. gonna take I'm gonna take Loyola Chicago in this one. All right. Um, next game is Syracuse Houston. I've been super high on Houston this year. I didn't like how they played the the first two rounds honestly and plus uh Dijon Giroux is battling an injury that's why he was screaming at his mom that he was a savage after the game oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you haven't seen that video look it up it's yeah. crazy yeah I mean he he's playing with uh, something with hip like it's it's like yeah, a big no, injury no, but he's playing yeah. with it I mean gives him heart and I love seeing it I mean it's like the grit and grind from Houston I mean you see that all the time but I loved how Syracuse played. And we always know in March, this zone is so tough to beat. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. Bayheim is always goaded in March no, Madness. No, I agree. These, I mean, how many times have we seen Syracuse just out of nowhere just get hot? A lot. We see it all the time. And that's why I'm taking Syracuse here. I think Buddy Bayheim shoots extremely well. And the defense is just too much for Houston. And plus, I don't. I honestly, 
I would I really liked how how Houston played, but they're a beatable team. TU beat them, and TU is horrible. <laughs> TU is really bad, but they beat them. And the thing the thing that I don't like about about um, how TU beat Houston is TU didn't do anything after that. They beat Houston, and like everyone was like high on TU. They didn't do anything. You can't. They didn't capitalize on it, and it just comes to show that this Houston team is beatable. But also, Syracuse is always good in March. So, give me the give me the orange. You know, I'm gonna go crazy if another one another guy calls him Buddy Boheem. I, I might I might actually like go crazy. No, but I I think it's so cool with the dad and son combo. I think that's one of the coolest things in the world. It's always really cool to see like, um, what was it the Georgia State. Whenever they beat Baylor, um, I, I love I love seeing it because I mean there's obviously there's not a bond that could that a bond like that that you could split up and no. it's it's really cool so yeah I I 100 agree with you there it, you just love seeing it because of how successful I mean Jim Beheim has been uh, Jim Be- yeah yes Jim yeah. Beheim yes yeah. um uh you, it, with how successful he's been his entire coaching career yeah like one of the most successful coaches throughout college basketball and you know he's what's called now he gets to coach his son and now they go lights out in the tournament yeah you know houston has struggled in the first two rounds and i and i and i will say they're barely scraping by um and i would love to see imagine that an elite eight where the number eight team and the number 11 team play yeah that i'm fine with it it's very possible i'm fine with it i I love it i love it very possible. What's even crazier happens. is that you can have an 11-12 in the Elite Eight, and no one would bat an eye because these are two these teams are literally dominating. I mean, no, yeah, Oregon yeah. State dominated us. I don't think people understand, but like Oregon State dominated Oklahoma State. The score might have looked closer, but if you actually watched that game, it seems like Oklahoma State was going to lose that game from midway through the first half, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, yes, they made that late comeback, but. I don't know. I feel like once Oklahoma State got within three, they panicked. They they, did. they knew they were behind. They they weren't playing like they should have been. They they were playing way too fast. And Oregon State, the number twelve seed, made Cade Cunningham the best player in the nation panic. Mm-hmm. That's that's what happened. That's what happened in that game. And Oregon State is really good. They're really good. So Schroeder, who did you have Syracuse in that yeah, one? Yeah, I'm gonna go Syracuse actually. Okay, so I'm actually I thought I was gonna be alone on this one. But I'm taking Syracuse too. I mean, they're hot. Buddy Buckets Buddy is excellent. Buddy that Buckets, that son, that son coach combo. It's really cool to see, and that's that's gonna be an awesome story just for this Midwest region. In my opinion, it's gonna be. I, I I'm pretty confident Syracuse takes down Houston. But if, if there is going to be in a late an eight, eleven, or twelve seed, there's gonna be one of those, in in the Elite Eight, which is really cool because I don't think. I th- feel like some people had some faith in Loyola Chicago, but a lot of people thought that Illinois was going to run that region. I did too. And that, I think it just comes to show with all these upsets, it comes to show how loaded this this side of the bracket was. I mean, Syracuse is playing lights out. Oregon State's playing lights out. Loyola Chicago is defending anyone and everyone. And then you also had Illinois, who was one of the hottest teams in the nation. You had Oklahoma State, West Virginia. I mean, all these teams. San Diego State, who I was super high on, that didn't go too well. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. No, I, I mean, 
let's be honest here. We all we all made predictions in the first round. I I mean I had Illinois being my champion champion winner. Oh, yeah. I had uh Texas going all the way to the final four. Shout out Abilene Christian. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Abilene Christian. Horns down. But you know, with with teams like North Texas winning and Abilene Christian and Ohio and I mean crazy year. Also, I don't know if y'all know the stat. I, I mean you probably have seen it. In twenty nineteen uh, that was the year of the lowest seeded mm-hmm. uh, um, um, uh, Sweet 16. The average was three point something, three point oh, five, three point something like that. Yeah. And now we're in a year where we have the highest of all time with a five point. It's six. It's six point three. Six point three. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's insane. Yeah. Six point three. The average seed is a six point three. So keep that in mind, folks. And we still have three one seeds in, by the way. Oh yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. So you just brought up the one seed. So I'm gonna go back to the West region. We got. Um, for me, it's Gonzaga USC. As much as I really feel like USC might win this game, I'm going with Gonzaga still. Uh, they're they're really good, both sides of the floor, like we said. Um, but I just think here USC will be outmatched. I think they Gonzaga can guard both Mobley twins or brothers. I guess I don't think they're twins, but. Um, but then there's also who'd you say Peterson? Yeah, Peterson. Peterson is good. I think. But they, I think they are twins. Are they twins? I think they are twins. Actually. Isaiah's older. Oh, is he actually? Yeah. Oh, he's been there for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that little little brother coming in and you know trying to show us up, and then yeah. big brother comes in in the tournament time and shows us up again. I well, mean, I mean that's that's what um, happened in high school too, because I mean. Uh, Isaiah Mobley was like highly recruited, but then Evan Mobley just came out of nowhere and was like like one of the best players in California. That's crazy. Cuz I mean I think they played with like they played at Rancho Christian. Yeah. And um both of them were extremely good, but I mean we saw I mean California obviously they always get put on the news all those high school teams do. Oh, Sierra Canyon. Yeah. Sierra Canyon. I mean Chino Hills for Yeah. It feels like a decade. Feels like the Ball Brothers were at Chino Hills for a decade. They, but, are they I mean yeah, they were they were all out there um and yeah, I mean the main schools in high school get get their get their share. I mean you get the Florida schools get their share, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, no, I mean if we're going back up to it, I just you, you honestly feel like um, the Moby brothers have played well, so yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm taking Gonzaga here, so. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Zags as well. Um, I mean it's pretty simple. I I think I think Zags over the Moby brothers is uh, not too crazy to say. Yeah. I'm I'm taking the Zags here too. I mean, we I'm gonna I'm they're gonna be in my bracket for a while longer, so I I can ramble on about them later. But yeah, give me give me these give me the Zags over Oregon. I watched a lot of them this year, and they're dominant. They're the best team in the nation, and they're they're gonna show everyone this time because I feel like a lot of times in March, Gonzaga comes in and people pick them to win their brackets, and just they don't. But this year it's gonna be different. Give me the Zags. Yeah, no, no, I got Zach. Yeah, you got yeah, the Zags yeah. too. All right. So, next game we have Michigan versus Alabama. I'm gonna take Alabama here. Um, as much as I really like Michigan, I, I think, I'm just gonna say it now. I think Baylor's gonna be Arkansas, and so I didn't like having all three one seeds for my my second chance bracket. So I'm gonna take Alabama just to kind of switch things up, just because I think that's the closest game. I don't think, um. USC and Gonzaga. I think it could be close, but I think Gonzaga is going to win. But 
this is kind of like a toss-up for me, honestly, uh, especially if Livers doesn't play. I think Alabama can match up well. Um, and then I just think Baylor's going to beat Arkansas convincingly because I'm not very high on Arkansas. Um, but I'm going to take Alabama here. So I'm going to go Michigan for this game um, solely because I think Dickens is going to make it out. I mean, if I'm being honest, Alabama, although it is impressive to have four guys that are all in 12 points per game, they don't have a star in my opinion. And so I, and I don't know if they've had a big man that truly could go up against someone like Dickinson. So when I say that, I'm going to say the fact that also I'm going to make a prediction. I think Livers comes back in the final four. And I really am kind of like, if you like, you know, the manifesting with Oral Roberts, I want to manifest the fact that he'll come back for, for the final four and that we'll see, we'll see Livers in the final four against the Gonzaga. I really do hope he does. So I'm going to go Michigan in this one. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna take Michigan here too. Um, Ian, just by every single game, it gets closer and closer for us to stand on Perkins. Goodness, okay. Michigan, and sure, I could see I could see Livers coming back. I'm not sure where he's at with his rehab. I haven't really been looking into those local yeah, Michigan reporters. Um, wish I had, but I mean, if if I if I was listening to the local media of every team. I wouldn't have any time to do anything, but anyways, yeah, give give me Michigan in this one. They're really all-around team. Their guards have been stepping up, Brooks. I mean, they're players who during the regular season, yes, they were good, but they weren't excellent because they were kind of outshined by Wagner, Dickinson, and Livers. But, I mean, now stepping up, no Livers. They're having some players step up who might not have stepped up. There was their one dude last week. He had like 21 off the bench. Um, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name. I'm but... going gonna, gonna to find it real quick. Oh, um, Brown, Brown, mm-hmm. Chandi Brown. Yeah, yeah. He had a he had a huge game for them. I think he had around twenty plus for sure. Yeah. So yeah, give me Michigan going to the Final Four. Yeah. So moving on, we have Baylor, Arkansas. I kind of said it already, and I'm also I'm gonna give a little hot take. I think Baylor keeps Moses Moody under double digits in points. Interesting. I think Interesting. I think they can. I think they can. I think, especially if Davion Mitchell's on him. I didn't like how how Moses Moody shot in the first two rounds. Um, I mean, he got he got open looks from three, like wide open looks, and he would miss them. But then he's also a great shot creator. Um, but I I'm I'm gonna stick to my that little hot take right there. I think he's gonna have a poor game, but that might come back and haunt me. But we'll see. Well, I'm actually gonna do kind of the opposite here, but I'll just tell you what I'm gonna do. Um, I pick Baylor over Oral Roberts. Okay, but I think that uh, Ab- I was ad- how do you say Admis Midcourt Max Midcourt yeah. Max. That's all you need to know. Yeah, Ace Smith. Ace mm-hmm. Yep, I think he still scores twenty five and they lose. He's a bucket. I mean, he scores twenty five and they lose to Baylor. That's my that's my prediction. Oh, you have Oral. Oh, you do have Oral Roberts. No. I forgot about that. You have Oral Roberts. Yeah, I got Baylor. Eight. I got Baylor being Oral Roberts, but I still think he Midcourt Max gets twenty five. One okay. thing that I do like about Max too is he kind of he plays like Kyrie Irving a little bit. Like I like how he can finish around the rim like Kyrie, yeah. and he's like undersized like him too. I like I actually really like watching him play. No, I I, I yeah. love watching Kyrie play too. Um, Kyrie's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA, so I really like watching Max play. So I hope that they can make a run. I mean, that'd be sweet to see to see Oral Roberts in the Final Four. Could you imagine? 
a that's 15. A, that's, a, that's a really hard team to beat at Baylor, but oh my goodness. Could if you we saw a 15 seed in the Final Four? That would be, that would be <sighs> ridiculous. That would be just 2020 and 2021 have been so crazy. Just in my head, I'm like, why did I not make more crazy brackets? Because oh, yeah. we've seen the craziest, probably some of the craziest stuff of our life happen within sports, life, oh, everything yeah. these past two years. So, I mean, I have no idea why I didn't make my brackets <laughs> crazier, have faith in those Golden Eagles. But anyways, looking if- up. If ORU makes the Final Four, I'm going to Indianapolis. Actually. Actually. I won't go to Indianapolis if ORU makes is the coach. The Are you crazy? That's that. I will go. All right. Well, so, the- so, we're, so you're you're putting a bag. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to spend a bag to go to Indianapolis. I will root for ORU. So is, is, Kurt, right. is Kurt right. going to come come drive us? Yeah. I'll just, yeah, sure. All right. So yeah. Kurt's going to come drive yeah, us Kurt. in. Yeah, let's make, can we wait, make a wait, bet wait, wait. right. That's Easter weekend though. We're gonna we're gonna we're doing it. Oh, that is Easter weekend. Mm. Oh, maybe not. Dang, might have to have the fam from Dallas come up and go to Indy. Ian, yeah. so let's let's make this bet. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, no, Ian, let's make this bet right now on the air. Okay. Okay. Ooh. If Ooh. if ORU wins their next two games, they beat they beat Ark. And they beat Baylor. Okay. Will you get a 918 tattoo? I will get a 918 tattoo, actually. Okay. I so, will. So if if Oral Roberts beats, if they beat Ark and then they beat either Baylor or Nova, you will get a 918 tattoo. Yeah. Oh, can it have feathers on it? Like little ORU feathers? <laughs> yes. Ian's going to look like a furry, a furry <laughs> no, pigeon get, for the rest of his life. I'll get the, I'll get the hands, the ORU hands. Okay. Okay, Ian, so what about this? I, I, let's revise the bet a little bit. Okay. If they win their Sweet 16 game, would you get a 918 tattoo? No. No? They got to make it. No. They. Wait. I want them. Okay. For me to get a 918 tattoo, they have to I, be want Baylor. Them, I want them to be Baylor. Yeah. Okay, but okay. Well, I don't really like Baylor. Like, as a school, I don't like Baylor. Okay. I never have liked Baylor. I If ORU beats Baylor, I'd. Okay. I will set I will set up an appointment like right then and there. Okay. As soon as that buzzer as soon as that buzzer sounds, I'm I'm going to consolidate with yep. a tattoo artist. And I'll be right there taking the videos for Coast to Coast Twitter. Right. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, no, Ian, awesome. okay, I'm gonna make one more bet. We're getting off track, and then I'm gonna get right back into my game prediction. What if midcourt max, if however many more March Madness games, what if he drops thirty five plus? Is that nine one eight tattoo worthy or does that have to be forty plus? Ooh. Well, I mean thirty five plus 40. and Thirty-five plus thirty-five means nothing without a win. Okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll I go. I think he has to. They have to win. If That's he the drops thing. thirty-five plus, they're winning. If he drops, if, if he, he drops, well, I mean, we saw Luca. We saw. Well, that's yeah. exactly Garza. what I was about to say. Yeah, Luca Garza Luke. just dropped thirty-six and lost. Yeah, convincingly lost. Yeah. So I mean, if they win and he gets thirty-five, like I would definitely against Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. If he gets thirty-five points. And wins on, in the Sweet right. 16 game. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, that sounds yeah, good. We'll remember that. So, anyways, looking on to this Elite Eight game, I'm taking Dirk and the boys. Give me Ark over Baylor. Nah, I'm playing. Give me, give me Baylor. They're they're so elite. They're yeah. so deep. I bet you, I'll say eight, maybe seven. I bet you seven of their guys could start for Oklahoma State right now. Who Baylor? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, easily. Oh, does, it's not does, that hard. Uh, <laughs> does Vital come off the bench or does he start? I don't know, but because they start uh, Thamba. Yeah. I, Sometimes. I, I don't know. Their, their rotation's weird. Yeah. Their I, rotation's really weird. I, they, it's it's situational. Yeah, they play it, it on is. whatever uh, what team they're playing. That's true. 
they they started vital against us because, I mean, Teague, we really, we Teague, Teague is so good too. Teague, oh, Teague is really oh, we, good. Yeah. There's so many guys on that team. Yeah, yeah. and Matthew Meyer. I was kind of thinking about it. Imagine him at Oklahoma State. Because if you look at the Oklahoma State squad, they don't. We don't even have a wing, like a true wing. Well, our wing is Cade Cunningham, but he true. plays point guard. True, that's true. Just the way he's built, he is a wing. But yeah, Matthew Meyer on the wing. Anyways, I don't know why I'm thinking fantasies of Mullet Boy being on the Cowboys. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, give me give me Baylor over Ark. Understood. Yeah, no. So. I mean, now we're time to the best. The best, what's called? We're going to the best section. Yeah, the, this is this is the best matchup, the best possible matchup, I think. Loyola Chicago versus Syracuse, two great defensive teams. This score might be ten to seven. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a low-scoring football score. Uh, no, um, I'm. If this game happens, like I'm watching it all the way through. Like I. I watched a lot of March Madness, so I kind of flipped back and forth between channels and stuff. But I would really, really enjoy watching this game. Um, I'm so. That being said, I think Loyola Chicago wins this game. I'm not very. I can. I can go either way, but I would take Loyola Chicago solely because I mean. Cameron Crutwig is is good, and plus I think they could give they can wreak havoc to um, Buddy Beheim. So and Joe Girard. So mm-hmm. I mean they got a lot of open looks through the past couple of of games. So I think defensively, Louis Chicago can match up well. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Call me crazy. Give me 11 seed Buddy Beheim in the Final Four. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call you crazy. I would I, not call you crazy. There are a lot of other things that you do that I'd call you crazy, but no, this right, is this right, is not right, one of them. No, 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 no. No, Buddy Beheim. Buddy Beheim. No, Buddy Buddy Buckets. Buddy, buddy buckets. Boheem. Boheem, as we yeah, know from. Gross. No, Buddy Beheim. I I honestly think that they're they're a tough team, and if they can beat number two Houston, what's to say that they can't beat the boys from yeah. uh, what's called Loyola like, Chicago? I mean, honestly, it's Hot what's words. called call it call it Chicago versus New York New York matchup. Yeah, that's true. Not New York City. New I mean, York matchup. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Joe Girard is really good. Buddy Beheim's really good. They both can create shots um, from beyond, like way beyond the three-point line. So, um, But Loyola Chicago, I think, defensively matches up well. Yeah, I think Loyola Chicago, I think they're taking this one. So Loyola Chicago to the Final Four. And I think one thing that I brought up earlier just that's going to benefit them so much in this round is just how they play together defensively. Just They are so good together defensively, and I think they're going to be able to wreak havoc on on those guards because, I mean, if you play together defensively on such good players, then, I mean, Schroeder, what, what do you think? I mean, if you can play together defensively as a team, I mean, you're going to win a ton of games. No, I mean turnovers. If you could force turnovers, you win games. I mean, honestly, uh, something that you know we did actually not horrible with uh, in our at one of our one of our, our last. We didn't have that many turnovers, did we? It was more of the fact that we just like were fouling a bunch. Yeah, we were fouling a bunch, and we weren't. We shot okay from the free throw line. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, they were just they shot really. They shot. Oregon State couldn't miss from the free throw line. But, yeah, if you look at Loyola Chicago against Illinois, forced 17 turnovers on this so-called best team in the nation. Yeah, no. And I hate to say it because it's one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen. I'll probably get a picture of it, a poster of it eventually, and put it on my wall because I think it's so cool. Io's Kobe 
remake. Oh, uh, yeah. I love that picture. Yeah, I love that picture, too, but it's not looking so good now. It hmm. looks horrible. It does. It but, looks horrible. But it is It is one of the coolest pictures I've oh ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Imagine one of the Lyle Chicago guys recreates that. They, Big boy Crutchrig with the Kurtwig with mustache. Oh, by the, the way, we haven't even talked about him. He's call him, uh, call him, uh, what's it called country, country Chicago boy. Yeah, big country two point oh, big country two point oh. He's he's he is. huge. He's a he's, he's a big huge. guy. He's yeah. what two hundred and seventy maybe. He's tall, so he's got to be six nine two fifty five. Okay, okay, okay. And he leads the team in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. a big boy. That's but, awesome. I mean, going back to the Iowa thing, they did win the Big Ten, which is the best conference in the regular season. Um, I think after beating, after winning uh, a championship like that, I think you have every right to oh, for to, sure. to pose like that. Oh, you do? For yeah. sure. But, I mean, I would have done the same thing if I'm if I'm Iowa. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, Kobe's a legend. We all we all know it. Yeah. We all know Especially it. Especially with his, his death within. Yeah. The last year or so, so yeah. R.I.P. Mamba. Yeah, R.I.P. Mamba. We all have a Mamba mentality now. I think. I think we all kind of strive and, you know, look back. Just I always, I mean, I always kind of look back on it and I'm like, especially when I'm working out or something like that, I'll think like, what would Mamba do? <laughs> I I do. I actually do. Hey, Mamba mm-hmm. would do that extra extra rep, mm-hmm. Ian. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, I I I like Will Chicago here. I think they could. They can do something against Syracuse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So moving on to the final four. Um, actually, at first, I think I think we should take our first break. All right. So coming out of the break, we're gonna um, just kind of go through this final four. Um, for me, I have Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, and Loyola Chicago. Um, it kind of looks like a chalk bracket, low key, but I'm. This is just my who I really think will win from from the second chance tournament challenge on ESPN. Uh, so the first game, Gonzaga versus Bama. Uh, I like Bama, but I just think Gonzaga is the best team in the nation. Uh, and, I mean, they beat teams, like, convincingly. The only game they kind of struggled with throughout the season was West Virginia, and they won by five. But... Um, Corey Kispert is good. Drew Timmy is good. Jalen Suggs is good. You can't ask for a better big three. I mean, can you think of another big three in, in college that kind of is like Gonzaga other than Baylor? Like oh. where where you got two guards and, got, a, and, a, and a good forward? Yeah. And all on the offensive end can score on their own. I would say that Illinois, Illinois team was, you know, had a little bit of it. Yeah. But yeah, but. But, but I mean, Drew Timmy and and Kofi are two different bigs. But definitely, yeah. But I mean, I so one big three I was thinking of is in Loyola Chicago. It's Jesus, Sister Jean, and Big Country 2.0. Oh I mean, gosh. that All is right. that's well, one of the most that's, unstoppable that's, that's big not, threes in the nation. Not, well. But anyways, yeah, no, that's that's the best big three in the nation. And I mean, the whole time I've had the Zags wing it all. And so y'all have known that since the yeah. last episode, and so yeah. that should give you a bit hint of who I have in my final four. I kind of went before Schroeder and kind of messed the order up, but we'll go right back to that order after I make this pick. Give me the Zags in this one. I don't. I don't think Michigan or Bama 
is going to take them out. They're just that good, and this team compared to their other teams in March is just so different. Having that dominant big three is so crucial, and I think for any any time of basketball, it's so nice to have just those three players who can go score whenever you need them to. And I mean, oh, yeah. even 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 their role players, I mean, are really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, goodness, Kispert, didn't he get conference player of the year for them? Yeah, and he's finalist for um, best player in the nation. And goodness, he's he's so good. And all three of these guys are gonna be they're gonna be studs at the next level. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Kispert yet at the next level. I, I'm I'm not sure 100% if he's going to dominate in the league, but I think Suggs and Timmy are both going to be solid at the next level. So just just give me the Zags over Michigan. Yeah, in all honesty, I I got the Zags over Michigan, and I'm I'm going to say this in true honesty. Uh, what's it called? But we had Ella Bingle, who you know our Michigan fan that we made our bets with. She was dogging on the fact that, you know, Gonzaga doesn't play any real competition the entire year. And I think it will serve her right when Gonzaga gives it to Michigan. I think we can agree that they didn't play as tough as a schedule than Michigan or Illinois or, no, no, no. or even Bama. But at the same time, Good teams who play in in a poor conference will slip up a few times. Gonzaga has beating is beating all of these West Coast Conference teams by double digits. Yeah. Two times. Yeah. No. Like it's not it's not even like it's not even like they're they're getting these. I mean, we saw BYU. They had a twenty point lead at halftime, and then they end up losing by ten. Oh yeah, the conference championship game. Yeah. Ten or more, ten plus points. I mean, like. You can't sit here and say that Gonzaga is doesn't play anyone. I mean, they don't control their schedule. Yeah, they don't. They don't. I mean, this the the thing is, is like they played teams at the beginning of the year, and I don't think people really realize that they played Iowa, beat them by eleven. Played Kansas, beat them by twelve. Played Virginia, beat them by twenty three. Played BYU three times and won all three times, and then beat West Virginia by five. All tournament teams you just named. Yeah, all every tournament. single one made the tournament. The lowest, the lowest seed, out of those those people, out of those teams, is a six. And that's BYU, and they beat them three times. Sheesh. The and the two seed that was in their same region, Iowa, beat them by eleven. And two three seeds. Two three seeds. Yeah. And KU was also in the region. Yeah. yeah. So I mean. I, this this Gonzaga team is extremely good, and that kind of that brings me to a question I wanted to ask earlier: Is does this team remind you of like any team like in the NBA? Just the like the way they play or anything like that? Like, hmm, I gotta I gotta think about that now. Is there? There's obviously a team you're thinking of. Do you want? I'm do not. You, do you no, have a team? I don't have a team. I'm just like that's that's the thing is like they play like a unique style of basketball and I love it. Like they do. They always. I mean, we saw. I mean, obviously, the big three that Duke had in 2019. Yeah. Like that's th- that's probably the the best big three we've seen since. I mean, well, until now. Yeah. But that team slipped up. What? six or seven times and they didn't even make it to the what they lost the lead eight right to michigan state yeah i can't i can't yeah, remember exactly what michigan round state, it was and they, sh- they should have lost to central florida yeah they, they missed the layup to win the game um yeah but i mean 
like I said, I mean, we see we see these teams go undefeated, and we're always like worrisome about March, like come March. But this Gonzaga team is way different. I really like how they play, and like coming into the season, we knew that they're going to be good, but we didn't think that we would they would be this good. I mean, it. We saw Wichita State in what 2015, I believe. They went undefeated, and they lost in the round of 32. So I mean. That, that's that's the team I, I kind of compared them to just based off their record and based off of the teams that they play. They kind of had a similar schedule other than the first couple of games that Gonzaga played out of conference. Um, but, I mean, in the conference, the Missouri Valley and the West Coast Conference are kind of – they're very similar. Um, and Wichita State went undefeated and lost second round to Kentucky, who ended up going to the championship that year. So, I mean, that, that's that's my – that's who I kind of how they who they remind me of just based on the sense of like their strength of schedule and stuff. But this team is very different. And plus Wichita State also weren't blowing out their conference teams by or conference games by fifteen plus and beating teams three times in a row. I mean that just comes to show if you could beat a team three times in a row, that just comes to show how good you are. I mean, we saw Baylor. We thought Baylor was unstoppable. Yeah. And they slip up against us. Yeah. They lost to KU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we'll see. But right now, I think Gonzaga is the best team in the country and probably one of the best teams we'll see in a while. Yeah, they are. And one player we haven't talked about this whole either podcast is Ayayi for Gonzaga, Joel Ayayi. Mm-hmm. He might be the best rebounding guard in the country. Just if you watch him – just how much effort he puts into crashing the glass because I mean if you look at his numbers I mean they look like he's uh like a a four maybe I mean 12 points and seven boards 57 percent from the field when he shoots a good amount of threes that's that's really good and he's I feel like he's going to get and be one of those guys that gets overlooked but if you look at Gonzaga's team they kind of play they play six six or seven that's what they play so that's actually I was about to ask they run a seven-man rotation. This is what it says, and they've done it all year. Um, they're also one of the most efficient teams on both sides of the ball with those seven people. Do you think they'll get tired? No, because I mean, against if they play Alabama or Michigan. No, no, seven is enough. I yeah. mean, I don't. That's I, two subs. That that's all you need. I mean, I I guess that's true, but I mean, it's I mean, seven seven is like. It, most teams only have four or three, you know? When you have a seven I mean, think about Oklahoma State. We played a we played a lot of people, but like in real reality, there's a lot of guys that, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't have played. Shouldn't have played. We should have only played seven guys at most. Yeah, but the last time we played only seven guys or only six guys, it was like you could tell that they were just getting fatigued. Um whenever that whole thing happened with actually with Kalu from Oregon State, um Whenever they were holding tryouts for students to walk on, like mid-season, they had to kick off like four players. Um, you could just you could tell that OSU was just fatigue at the end of games. Um, but that I, to me, this Gonzaga team is ready because I mean they've been doing it all year. Yeah. Um, just I mean, defensively, whenever you play a team that's like grinds out defensively and hustles and all this stuff like Alabama, um, just that's that's my game. You guys have Michigan, but I have Alabama. Um, they they led the SEC in rebounds and steals per game. They have the defensive player of the year, and they also have the coach of the year. 
I feel like they might attack the fact that they don't have a deep bench. They might try to get someone in foul trouble. They might just I, – I don't know. I just – I feel like whenever people – and Alabama also – another thing that they do, they, they like to run really fast on the offensive side. They like to get up the court and just, like, go quick. And with Gonzaga, I mean, we saw against OU, OU tried to do a, a quick thing, but that kind of ended up hurting them because they weren't getting back on defense. Well, Alabama does get back on defense. And they also, on the offensive side, like that's that's just the big difference between those two. But I still think Gonzaga is is going to win this game. No matter who they play, I don't think anyone can really stop them until maybe the championship. We're, we're, we're right there. Yeah. We're right there. Yeah, so Ian, is. you want to dive into your Final Four pick so we can get in this national champion talk? Yeah, so, so I mean, I have Gonzaga, obviously. Then I have Baylor versus Loyola Chicago. I really, really want to do it. I really do. I really, I want to put Loyal Chicago in the championship against Gonzaga. You have a connection with Sister G. That I do. You're trying to tell us about. I do. Oh. What if you got a cross tattooed on you for Sister Jean? Or, or. Oh just, my God! Get a cross through the ORU tattoo. Or Ian, what about just just Wilson Chandler style? He has a baby right on his neck. <laughs> Sister Jean's face right on your neck. Yeah. That's, that's a no. That, oh, maybe man. maybe I'll get a Loyal Chicago like Loyal Chicago scarf. Like, oh, little, little Hogwarts boy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, so that's Ian, nice. when you're at the gym and that's you have nice. your shirt off and you're thinking of the Mamba mentality, just to do yeah. one more rep, that yeah. little scarf, yeah. tattoo, oh, nice. it'll give you motivation. That is nice. Yeah, yeah, it is clean. All right. Um, but in all honesty, I think I'm gonna stick with Baylor. Although I honestly, I really, really do want Loyal Chicago. I want. I'm gonna give my dream Final Four real quick. Okay. So, I want. Or Roberts to play Loyal Chicago, and then I want Michigan to play USC. So you want what's not gonna happen? I want what's gonna happen. No, you you just said that was a dream. Uh, you know, that what's called that's your that's your what's like happen. No, 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 because you just picked you just first off you just picked Gonzaga against USC, so that's definitely not what you believe. <laughs> No, I mean, it all, what, I'm just manifesting well, that all of my favorite teams <laughs> get in the um, final four. Hey, no, honestly, though, I kind of have that same thing. Like, that would be how I want it, except for I would want the Zags against uh, uh, Michigan. Because still, because yeah. I really want, I want, like, Zags to, like, prove that they are. Yeah. You know, they can beat they multiple one seeds. Yeah, Ian, so, dude, you're like, your little dream scenario, who, who, I, who I want in my national championship mm-hmm. Is Coleman Land, Solomon Young, and Iowa State. That's that's what I want. See, if you're talking about what we want, yeah, right. that's who I want. Oh, we oh, we're just gonna go pick teams that lost in the first round of their uh, their what's called their conference tournament. Yeah, and they didn't win a conference game either. <laughs> I think they deserve to be here. Anyways, my yeah, you final. know, you know, they would have to, like, what? They would have to double <laughs> their wins throughout the season hey, just to get to the final four. They're a, ni- they're a nice little team. They're a nice little. Anyways. They have to double their wins just to get to the final four. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's facts. But anyways, look, we're looking here. Baylor, Loyola, Chicago, they play great defensively. Sister Jean is going to do that great prayer, going to mm-hmm. pray for them to shoot less than whatever, 30% from three. But Sister Jean's prayer is not going to be strong enough for this one. There will, mark my words, as long as Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell are at Baylor, I don't think there's going to be a game that they shoot less than 25% from three. 
just they are so deadly from deep. I mean, if you look at their whole team, Davion Teague, Butler, Matthew Meyer, just they can absolutely shoot the three. And yeah, Sister Jean might flake on this one. So give give me Baylor. No, I I think Baylor's gonna win this game too. Yeah, I got Baylor yeah. as well. But yeah. Buddy Bayheim's coming out of the corner. That's true. We don't even I mean, we don't know if Loyal Chicago's yeah, even gonna be here. We don't even know if that's gonna be here because I mean yeah. yeah, they they could a lot of people could think that they're gonna make it and then that they're gonna come and they might just flake. So Yeah. Oh. Oh, they're just gonna they're not flake. gonna show up? Just gonna flake. Just flake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyways, no, nah, they're not gonna <laughs> flake. Just I don't think any of these teams that are in the Elite Eight are gonna flake. <laughs> they're all really good teams, just all of us messing around here in the studio, having yeah. such a good time. Just these episodes have been so much fun. Anyways, they have been. yeah, give me chalk bracket type stuff. Give me Baylor and Gonzaga and the Natty. Give me Baylor, Gonzaga, and the Natty. Um, yeah, same. All right. I think Baylor beats Gonzaga. You know, I was just gonna say that. Okay. I was just gonna say that. Okay, y'all. Because, I mean. Another manifest right there. Big 12 team wins it, and we beat that Big 12 team in a conference tournament. This is literally, like, the most chalk national championship. It's the one versus the two. Like, it's 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 the it's, two best teams in the, the nation. the two best teams in the nation. They should be there. They should be yeah, making this they, natty. This, they, this should happen. I mean, I don't see any team beating any of these teams. The only time they're going to lose is if they make the championship, which I think they will. And even if you look at any – ranking right now bpi net ranking uh the ap pool it's one and two gonzaga baylor gonzaga baylor every single one and i mean i i like seeing it both of these teams can score and both of these teams can defend um i must i'm gonna stick with what i said i think baylor wins um solely because of going into the tournament there was already eyes on Gonzaga this perfect season. Already. Yeah. Now, if they're in the national championship with one game left for their perfect season, the media will be all over that, and that's going to get to their head. They're not going to show up. It happens. This is this is literally like a textbook sports moment. This always happens. Whenever people go undefeated and they're like, oh, we need just need one more game, one more game for a perfect season, doesn't happen. For so, example, what are you going to call them? 2016 Warriors? 2016 Warriors. Yeah. 73 and 9. 73 and 9. Made it all the way through. Yeah. What's called 3 1. Yeah. All you got to do is put it away with one game. One game. Curry to Iguodala up for the layup. Yep. Blocked by Blocked James. Blocked by James. Blocked by James. Yeah. And, I mean, we see it all the time. And we see it in the NFL. We see it in the NBA. We see it in every single sport. Um, so that's why I'm going with Baylor here. Um, I really, I honestly, both of these teams, I don't have a problem with win, winning, although that's not who I wanted to win at the beginning of the bracket. I wanted my Oklahoma State Cowboys to no, we, we all, win. We all wanted the Cowboys to win, but, yeah. I mean, because Streets of Stillwater would have been going crazy. Oh, yeah. Us college students like our, like our fun a little bit. So. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. We like We like – Hot dogs and burgers from Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So looking at this, looking at the Natty, for me, just Zaga Baylor. I'm pretty sure on my OG bracket, this is what I had, and I'm sticking with my pick, the Zags. 
I've, I'm so upset when they came. December 26th, I was home for Christmas break, and we had ESPN on, and I can't remember who they were playing, but they were playing in Fort Worth at Dickey's Arena, and this has been one of my favorite teams to watch, and I'm so I'm upset I didn't get to go watch them in person while I could because I don't think that big three is there's no way all three of them are still going to be there next year. There's no way. And another thing, going back to what you said about one of the best teams to watch, both of these teams are the oh, best yeah. teams oh, they're to so watch. Fun. They're so both, fun I mean, to watch. I actually, like, like I said earlier before the break, I don't like Baylor, but I love watching this team. Like, they're, they're just something – there's something about watching a team just shoot lights out. Mm-hmm. I love watching the Warriors whenever Steph and Clay. Yep. Although I, I don't like Steph Curry just because I'm a Chris Paul fan at heart, always will be. I will die a Chris Paul fan. Um Whenever that whole little rivalry started, whenever they were both were in the Pacific Conference or Pacific Division, um, I didn't like the Warriors, but I loved watching them. Like I, I love watching Steph. I mean, it's it's one of the the best things to watch. Just someone go out there and just shoot lights out. And I love watching Baylor shoot lights out. I love watching Gonzaga shoot lights out. And I mean, they're just really fun to watch i don't i don't know i agree yeah ian so just with steph and chris paul i'm gonna go ahead and tilt my computer over there and show you a quick clip that shows who's the superior I'm guard not yeah he stepped on his oh foot my. by the way no I he did have... not no he did not there's no video that ever shows him stepping on his foot he steps on his foot okay. chris paul stepped on steph curry's foot okay he still dropped him and drained the bucket though i mean if you're he playing did. in that game you're saying he dropped him i i there's i got i love steph curry I mean, one of the. I think he he has a chance to go down as the best point guard of all time. Anyways, he, he, oh, he is. The best I think point guard I think he too. is. Yeah. I yeah. honestly do. Like, Him and Magic are right there with each other, but at this point, we already know who the best shooter is of all time, and in reality, he has the chips to back it up. Yeah, and that's a talk for another time. I would yeah. love to come back on and debate all oh, yeah. of those kind of things with y'all. Um, yeah. Obviously, college basketball. This has been a ton of fun going through these brackets, and you know. Although we may have not picked Oral Roberts to win, and we might not have picked uh, Ohio and Abilene Christian and all that, um, we had a lot of fun in the process, and yeah. I think I can yeah, I can be on the same page. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's always fun. So I had Baylor, Noah, you had Gonzaga. Yeah, I got Baylor. You got Baylor. All right, two Baylors and Gonzaga. Um, yeah, I mean this was r- really fun. I love I love just talking about brackets. I mean I I made easily thirty plus brackets easily. I made probably three paper ones also my paper bracket sucks it is horrible dog water it is dog water. I, well, I think i don't have a single team left in the final four actually sh- dang so you didn't pick gonzaga to Mm-mm. where'd you have them losing where'd you have baylor losing i i think i actually i think i might have had no i had i had ohio state this was my final four i had iowa texas ohio state and illinois Ooh, that's tough. For my paper, for my the one that's in my my family's bracket challenge, that's who my final four was. The one, okay, the the one that I have up on on Noah's wall in his apartment, that one's also in the gutter. My goodness yeah. gracious, I have Illinois winning it all, Texas in the final four. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But dude. the good thing about making thirty plus brackets is that you're bound to have one good bracket. That's and so true. Right now, I'm sitting at like ninety eight, like in the ninety eighth percentile right now in one of my brackets and i'm riding it and guess who's winning it gonzaga and hey and guess guess what i'm you know in the percentile for the women's bracket 100 percent, 100 percent. you have a hundred percent women's bracket right now i'm in the hundred percent print hundred percentile 
Yeah. yeah 100%, okay, 100%, so it's not a perfect bracket, but you're one of the top brackets. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. No. Because nice. I I know my women's basketball. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I yeah. definitely didn't choose chalk. Hey, Louisville all the way. <laughs> Haley Van Lith is about to about to score like thirty points in the championship to beat UConn. Big Haley fan. I'm a big Haley fan. What do you like most about her game? Uh, actually. You know what? I do like how she she plays. She's another player that plays like Kyrie Irving. She can step back. She can finish around the rim, and she's undersized. I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. She's also the one of the only women's basketball players that like I've actually paid attention to. Like, yeah. Like especially whenever her That's whole horrible. like recruiting process. That's not horrible. Her whole like recruiting process only because she did stuff with overtime, and I would watch those videos. Oh yeah, bro, on the overtime stuff. I, yeah. I, bro, imagine working for overtime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Noah. pretty fun. Yeah, Ian. I dude, I I mean, I understand why you're such a big fan of her. She's I mean, she's a great player. Um Ian, I I get it, bro. And it's women's basketball, I will say. I will say. Um I really I'm so ready for I'm not sure if it'll ever happen, but these women's sports do need to get more respect because there are some really good players there are. in the women's they're, basketball they're bracket 100%. and really dominant. And, like, if you go watch, say, a UConn game or even an Oregon game when um, Sabrina. Sabrina Sabrina yeah. was really good. Yeah. Like, I love – so one thing that I, I really, really enjoy is um, coming back home, like, after, like, a, a long day or something and then looking at the TV and seeing Scott Van Pelt. That's one of my favorite things, like, mm-hmm. like ever. I like. I'm telling you, there's, there's nothing that I enjoy more. Just like getting, crawling into bed and watching Scott Van Pelt, because he always just talks about everything, everything in sports. The bad beats are hilarious, um, but then he also he talks about women's sports and like. I I personally don't watch women's basketball that much. But whenever I see like some of the highlights, like some of these girls are actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Like some of some of them are actually like, like Natasha Mack, for example, who yes. goes here at uh, Oklahoma State. I mean, I'm sure you know a, a little more because like you actually worked for the Ocali. The beat. And the beat yeah, for yeah. The, the yeah. Beat, yeah. yeah. So I was on the women's basketball beat, and I saw a ton of good basketball. Because I mean, yeah. if you look, some of those Baylor girls, they're going to be lottery picks. I oh, mean. Yeah. Charlie Collier for um, Texas, she's going to be a top pick. Yeah. Natasha Mack's going to be a top pick. And what the craziest thing is, is the Dallas Wings have like one, two, five, seven, and the number 13 overall picks in the draft. So some yeah. of these girls that I watched in Big 12 play in person are probably going to be in Dallas. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe I'll go catch a game this summer, watch them. Yeah. And I, I definitely do believe that these women's sports do need to get a little more, you know, out there, mm-hmm. a little more promoted. Um because I mean, I like seeing like girls succeed. I like yeah. seeing I like seeing them hoop. Like, yeah, I like every everyone. Nothing, yeah, everyone's got to eat. Everyone's, everyone's got to eat. Everyone's got to eat. That's completely correct. You know the whole the whole Serena Williams thing about how she just you know is so dominant and she's created such a such a figure for you know everybody else. It's been Serena Williams is like one of the best athletes. Like no, ever. she is. No, she is. She is one of the best. She's probably the best women's athlete of all time. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's yeah. I think, I think we're gonna we now just went to tennis after college basketball. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think that yeah. that should be time to wrap it up. Yeah. So from me, Noah Weber, Ian Fain, and our guest speaker for the day, Ryan Schroeder. This has been Coast to Coast, a basketball podcast. Irving.